Hello. Welcome to Closed Door Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Mill Ivory. If you're looking for a non-judgmental, open and honest conversation about any and all things that are usually discussed behind closed doors, you're in the right place. Hello, 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 CDC fam. So, we're just picking up in this conversation where we left off in the last conversation. So, I hope you enjoyed part one. And part two, we're just going to get right into it. So, if you have not listened to part one, you may want to go back and listen to part one. Because you may be lost just a little TT. But anyway, hope you guys enjoy part one. And we're just going to get right no, into part okay two. Let go. Snoops, nope, don't take that's up for him. See, God. I could tell y'all been together all these years because you making excuses and you justifying. I, I ex Oh, no, I'm not justifying. I, I ex Lovey. Do he feel like he's okay to not hang his clothes up? Look, like I, tell my, like I tell my children, that's a yes or no answer. Look, I, I believe in the gray area. It's not just black and white. There's some gray. Sometimes. That's why God created an iron. He, he God birthed an iron specifically for them clothes that I leave around. That's funny. But, but you know what Snooks was talking about? See, conflict is inevitable, Correct. but combat is optional. is optional. Yes. And Hi. we don't have to combat over everything. Talk about it. Let's talk yeah. about that. Because I always say it's part of healthy communication, but I never use the word compact, combat. I always say that is a healthy way and an unhealthy way to to resolve a problem. So to the road of resolution, we can go around the block and up the hill and around the corner and down the hill and around the corner to come back to the corner. Or either we just could go straight up the damn block and get to it. Let's get to it. <laughs> Let's get to it. So that's what I feel like is all about healthy resolution. So the way that you say that, because I'm extra, all that going around and up and down the hill and all this shit. That's how you say it come back, right? And, and that's, that's kind of what you know. it is. Yes. Combat is unhealthy. Oh. That's where you go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I because what you're saying, I was just going to say, so that's why I hush. Cause I think you're <laughs> going to tell the people what I was going to ask you to tell the people, explain to them what's healthy and how the healthiest way to resolve issues like combat. When do you know is, is went too far? Cause once you said that, were you, Y'all ever seen people arguing and they call their man something and you demasculate that man or you say something to degrade that woman and it's just like, ooh, you done went too damn far. You know right. they didn't went too far. Mm -hmm. So how is is it possible for that to be avoided? Well, I, I mean, I feel like, yes, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. There is a way for that to be avoided. And I'm not trying to put anyone down when I say this, but it may be just the level of maturity that the individual has. And I'll use my brother um, as an example, my older brother. He, <laughs> he has not reached that level yet. And we've had plenty of conversations about, you know, I'm like, bro, I understand you're upset at your, at your lady friend or your girlfriend, whatever. Uh, when he was married, I know that this person made you mad and you're frustrated because you feel like you keep saying the same thing over and over and over and over. I was like, but when you start crossing the line to disrespect, that's automatic combat to me. And he was like, what you talking about? I ain't put my hands. I was like, nope, you can't just go by the physical. Oh, baby, because there is that mouth. A... Yes, exactly. Exactly. Baby, Right. Once you cross that line and, and, and it becomes disrespectful to me, you've entered combat zone. Oh, you know, yeah. you can definitely I, you can I stab don't... somebody with your words. Yeah. And, and do but do y'all feel like that comes from ineffective communication, though? Because well, I think it's, it's a two it's a two edged sword. It's ineffective communication and ineffective comprehension. Because the thing is, we talk about communication all day long. Right. Correct. You need to communicate better. We should. talk. Well, people. Talking at each other is a form of communication. No, but are you I don't hearing see, what the other person is saying? I don't think that's effective saying? communication. I it's think not. if you, I don't, I personally don't classify. See, and I think that I ain't gonna say to the untrained eye because you know y'all be doing these sessions and stuff. But I got a little psychiatry um, degree, psychology, um, sociology, <laughs> but that don't make me a professional. Okay, but I feel like 
people, some people talk at people. Mm-hmm. They don't know the difference at and talking to a person mm-hmm. and talking at a person. Mm-hmm. And it's different if both of you are not engaged and if you're not comprehending. And so y'all be making me feel like solidified and shit. Cause <laughs> I say this all the time. Like, lovey, you said exactly what I tell people. Like, it's like we're using different terms, but we're saying the same thing. Yep. We're saying the exact same thing. Because I'm saying if you're talking at a person and not to a person, then they're not hearing you. They're not They're not ingesting what you're saying. So how can you expect them to be able to effectively and honestly tell you how they feel about something? So that's a problem. That is a problem. And so I go ahead. Go ahead. So the, I was gonna let because the question was, have you guys ever been able to communicate, um, had ineffective communication? Is that something you had to learn? Or was that something that you guys automatically have? And if it's something that you guys had to learn, I want you to probably just tell the people, share some tools with that that helped you guys. So it definitely was something that we had to learn. Um, year four of our marriage, I asked for a divorce. Um and we to find our way back to each other, that took a lot of work. And we that's I think maybe when we learned that we're not necessarily talking to each other, we're more talking at each other or maybe at a topic or at a subject. It wasn't until we learned how to, okay, let me stop. I'll let you talk. And then I had to learn how to say, so what I'm hearing is, not well you said no let me tell you what i heard see people be like that's that tv shit no i'll be like no see that's real i I know it's real because i tell people hold i don't i don't you know i don't be with that what i'm hearing is i'd be like hold on this is what i understood (laughs) look am i misunderstanding that this how did that make you feel though lovey when she asked for a divorce I was heated because <laughs> I'm that guy that look. Did you feel the same way though? No, no. So, I felt like I was blind. Look, we were at our 40 year wedding anniversary dinner. We were at a restaurant called Morton's. You remember right? like so it was yesterday? No ch- I sure do. Hell she yeah. cut. She cut your ass again, right at the throat this look, time. She could have said the same thing at Jack in the Box, not at this expensive ass restaurant. So we're there, and I mean, literally, we're at dinner, and she asked for a divorce, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, for what? And it was me being oblivious. Again, that talking at each other versus really comprehending and understanding. She was saying things over the years and I was saying things. She wasn't She wasn't catching what I was saying. I wasn't catching what she was saying because we were too busy trying to get our point across. Yep. And we spent so much time trying to get our point across that we were never catching what the other person was doing. And a lot of times, how many times, look, I, I pose it to all your listeners. How many times have you been in an argument going back and forth? And then at the very end of it, you come to find out you guys were arguing the same, for the exact the same. same point. You just didn't take the time to realize you both wanted the same thing. Listen. Y'all was just so engaged in, in, in the interaction, the reactions. See, did you there, realize the relationship was that bad though? Well, once she pointed once she asked for a divorce, yeah. No, but I'm <laughs> but saying I, in that moment, going to dinner, you was blissful. You had no idea. I don't think he was blissful, honestly. I, I mean, if I didn't if, know that it could be better. I just think that, you know, when you you're in a relationship, you're well, OK, this is it. This is it. I, I have the cards. What would we say? The hand that was, that was dealt, dealt us, me, yeah. whatever. I'm going to play the hand that's dealt to me. No, change the deck. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't think that he was necessarily like, oh, I'm so happy in this relationship. He was just like, well, I'm, I'm here now and I'm just going to deal with, with whatever. So, and it was but it was better than what was modeled for us by the great majority around us. And and that's true. But I always, in my own mind, and I've been told, girl, you watch too many, read too many books, watch TV, whatever. In my own mind, I always knew that I wanted something more. So when, when Lovey and I got uh, engaged, I felt like this was of the God, this was of the Lord. And when stuff started happening, I was like, wait, this is not, this I, I didn't picture this this is not what I want you know because I, I want what I want and right. when it wasn't happening I was just like no something this must be wrong we must have got it wrong so I refuse to be in a relationship that's just so I could say I'm married that's just okay 
Yeah, have I'm, I'm not ever, even. Have, did that. y'all even discuss though something as drastic as divorce before this day? No, we never discussed divorce. I'm just wondering if it was discussed and he he just overlooked it or because I know a lot of people. So that being said, there is a lot of people that stay in relationships. Why they stay, I don't know. I feel like you should be able to communicate and we gonna work through it or we gonna walk away. Um, that are in relationships where one partner feel like everything is okay and the other partner is miserable. Mm-hmm. Now, me from the outside looking in of a marriage, never be a marriage. I was engaged in a 13 year relationship. I was this close, that close. <laughs> um, but even with my, with my partner, like we, we got to the point to, and I really, like I said, I thank God for him because I'm a real closed off person emotionally. And I trusted him with me though. And he would be like, look, he knew me well enough to be like, look, He'd be straight up like, what the hell is going on with you? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? Like he could tell when something was going on with me. I have no idea to this day how he knew. Um, So I didn't know if Lovey felt that way and just didn't say anything or you know what I'm saying? Like how, right. how did Snoops get to the point to she was like, I just want a divorce. I can't do this shit no more. Fuck this. We're not talking about it. Year four. That's exactly where she was. We, we, right. We enjoyed it. Okay. Like what got you there? The root of the challenge was that I wasn't, she remember that protection she felt like mm-hmm. in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Ultimately she didn't feel that anymore because I was too busy. Remember I said somebody, people tried to boycott mm-hmm. when I got stabbed, my family blamed her and thought that something was always amiss. Right. So all of a sudden they went from, Oh, you found the perfect one to, uh, she getting a side eye, all the mm-hmm. functions, everything. And so I'm trying to keep everybody happy, trying to keep my family happy trying to keep her happy. Meanwhile, keeping nobody happy. And so all of that just built to a point where she was just like, I'm done. I don't want to go see your mom. I don't want to go see these people. I don't want to be around any of them. And that's, you know, half my family. And so it was one of those things where she just felt like, you know, I I don't want to be in this anymore. And then you will still go do this. And she felt left out. So certainly, no, I forced her to go. (laughs) I'd be like, you still got to come. You got to go with me because this, this is a family outing. A family because function. you're such, I, I gather that you're a very, very family oriented person, which I think is awesome. But I think, and I, and <laughs> it's awesome that you learned, you had to learn this in your growing though, that when the Bible tells you that your wife or your husband is priority, you learned the whole way, didn't you? Snoop's oh, going to get you. And that's exactly <laughs> what it came down to. Because look, I had to make a decision at that point. Mm-hmm. My wife everybody else and it was at that moment where i actually said you know what you know back when we were in school they taught but if you, that, you know, going that, with what the bible said okay look i i tell people all the time i was a 13th apostle i was a guy like jesus and them was up there i was in the crew but i was like running errands more times than not i was there when jesus turned the water to wine because i was drinking the wine at the probably drank too yeah. much damn wine didn't yeah. Yeah. i was drinking the wine they done moved on that time where's brother ernie where's brother Where's he at? He back there with the wine still. So that was me even back then. But it comes back to maturity. I wasn't there yet. It was one of those things, but I had to make a decision that my wife was going to be the center of my universe. And then our relationship had to be the center of the universe and everything else had to gravitate towards it. Them other planets didn't matter as much. They were based off of our gravity. We had to have gravity, which we lost. We lost that gravity and it was up to us to regain it. Once we did, then some people are like, oh, you changed. Okay, well, that's too bad. And then we changed. No, because and that's you when... teach them. I'm just put, putting this out here to the CDC fam. You learned that you teach them, your family, sister, brother, cousin, uncle, homeboy, homegirl, how to treat your wife by what you allow them to do. If exactly. they love you, they're going to love her or even, you ain't got to love me, but you're going to respect me. They're going to at least respect her and not make her feel uncomfortable because they want you in their life and you wasn't fighting for that. Is that what I'm hearing you saying? Exactly. We talk <laughs> about building an iron tribe. You got, you know, they talk about as iron sharpens iron. So oh, yep, yep. sharpen the countenance of a man. Well, right. we say just as iron sharpens iron, we as a couple should sharpen each other. Exactly. So we started building our iron tribe to where people weren't just down. See, the problem was I had people that were down for me. She had people that were down for her, but they weren't down what for we you guys. Tra- what we needed was people that was down for our. Yes, that right. part. 
We needed people. You have to build your own tribe. When you, sometimes when you get married, sometimes it don't be your family. Sometimes it don't even be your current friends. If people are not, because it's always you're in the inside and they're on the outside looking in. So you have to build your tribe. And if some of those people come with you, cool. Right. And then if they don't, cool. cool. Y'all have to be, like you said, that urn, y'all have to be solid enough to sharpen each other till it doesn't matter. Like nothing else can penetrate. And you learn that. And I think it's awesome that you sitting here today telling me and you're able to admit that. That's why y'all are so awesome. And that's why y'all podcast is so awesome. Cause y'all honest. That's why I wanted y'all to share these things with my CDC fam. So well, we appreciate being here. with that being said, and I know that I really don't wait a minute. Let me make love you finish. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> I appreciate you checking in, but yes, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So in that situation, was that a point to where you felt like y'all grew stronger from the conflict or, you know, how, how did y'all get to the point? Cause 26 years in, that's a long way from four years. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. when was there ever a moment where y'all clicked and it was like, you know what? They ain't fucking with us. Like it's me and you, baby. It don't matter what nobody else say. Uh, y'all remember Park? Me and my girlfriend. That's Period. when it all came together. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. I mean, it was like our our relationship basically was that. Now I know B and Jay Z came in and did a little version, but it really was about that. It was just me and my girlfriend. As, and to this as day, it should be. She's my girlfriend. Oh, but so sweet. Our kids know they can't fuck with us. They're or not supposed to. Our, as, when you mentioned family, friends, if they come along, cool. our kids know. That don't know nothing come between me and mom. But that's the way and, it's supposed and, to be. And uh, I hope they do that in their relationships as well. Exactly. So I'm glad you mentioned kids because I want to know how your son took this too. This new woman wow. in his life. Was that a whole different struggle before we get too far? Because we already at four years. Was that a different struggle? For Kaylin? Initially, no. I was going to say, well, the struggle wasn't with him. Init- like Levy said initially, because now... Lovey got Kaylin at two and a half months. So when I met him, Kaylin had just turned one years old and we were married when Kaylin was two. So as far as knowing mom, a mom, I'm the only mother that he knows. Um, I I don't know that I, I've never in, in <laughs> I've never had an experience where he was, like trying to pop off like you ain't even my mom or or anything like that because soon as he says something if he would have ever said something like that he was gonna catch some hands he was gonna catch some hands he i'm like y'all know me as mom y'all don't know me from the streets or whatever you know what i mean but he never there was (laughs) right (laughs) but he was never one to say now if he ever felt that way actually i found something he had wrote something in, in one of his notebooks when he was mad at me and he wrote something along those lines like she ain't even my, my real mom anyway you know and I, I didn't I never I never showed it to him I actually did show it to him but it was years later I said do you remember this and he was like what is this you know and he's looking he saw what he wrote and he just looked at me and he's 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 very bright like lovey and his face just turned all red. And he was like, <laughs> he didn't even really know what to say. And I just kind of laughed. And he was like, a little bit later, he's like, mom, um, you know, when I, I said, boy, shit, go on somewhere. I, I already know what that's about. Right. I already know you was mad. Right. I know blah, right. blah, blah, whatever. You we know. did it. Look, I, I was said, living but... in the house with my mom talking right. about her. <laughs> so the fact that you didn't like, want but... kids, though, that never affected you guys. Because I, I sometimes you can love them enough to it's just like whatever the fuck come with you, babe. I'm here. I'm here for it. Is so, that what happened? Tell me that's what happened. So it's so funny, too, because because Kaylin was already two. Lovey was like, he wanted to have kids right away. And I was like, we already got a son. I'm good. Because I always wanted, I always, always wanted to be married. But I never really wanted to have kids because I had my nieces. I had my nephews. And they were, they came with me. Like, they was already mine. I wanted us to be able to travel and do stuff like that. That's all I wanted. But he was like, nope, we got a son. I want to have kids so that they're not far apart, blah, blah, blah. 
And honestly, when um I decided to uh I was like, I if I'm gonna get pregnant, I better hurry up and get pregnant because I was over 30 when we had when I got pregnant with um with our, our our middle child. So it was more like that. If I'm gonna get pregnant, I better hurry up and do it because I'm over 30. So that's how that came about. But I planned everything out. I knew when um I wanted to you know, look how he um, looked and he don't even care as long as he got what he wanted. Look. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So three years later, um, we we get pregnant, you know. And at that time, but it, once I got pregnant, my whole outlook on everything changed. I mean, I became like this different type of person. Like I was like, oh my God, there's a baby. I'm gonna be like a real mother, you know, because some of this stuff that we were going through, it had to do with um, you know feeling like uh i'm the stepmom and we don't do step anything in my oh, family no no, no my none of my... to this day my fiance right. i'm stealing his kids life do my right. fucking kids you... <laughs> i was oldest just graduated nursing school and i was Thank fucking there you. me him <laughs> his his girlfriend and her mother right. front row seat <laughs> so but that's that's well, that's, that's, how we, that's how we that's are. how we see it you know, no steps, no halves. We, we don't do Stop playing. Yeah. So <laughs> I was, get that because it's a package. It was a different, yeah. Exactly. But it was a different feeling. But I'm glad that you did that for him. So let me ask you guys this. When you first came into the relationship, and I just need three, rattle them off for me off the top of your head. I wanted to be natural. What strengths did you believe you brought to the relationship? I want each of you guys to tell me that. What strengths that we, that I, did I believe that I brought to the relationship? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I'll tell you what I, what I thought. Let me see. Was I, I, I brought structure um, which is funny because I'm not a structured individual, but I felt <laughs> like I, I brought structure. Um, I brought love and I feel like openness. Cause we were very, very, very open. Those are strengths. Not, and these, again, these aren't strengths that I felt like she was missing. Like I'm completing somebody. These are just things that I felt that I brought because she knew my dirt inside and out. That's the way I, it's, I that's the way it's supposed to fucking be. I think you made her feel safe with that, but I'm I'm gonna get to that when I tell you why I asked that question. What about you, so Snooks? For me, I felt like I brought uh security, I brought love and uh <laughs> shut up. And um I don't know, probably just the a compassionate heart. Compassion, that's good. I was gonna so, tell you real quick. I laugh real quick because security. she said security. Because what people need to know, and again, this is this is oh, a, a black man phobia. <laughs> when we met, she was making two to three times more than I was making. Two times. Mm -hmm. When we got together, she was balling when we met. Okay. But I know I got family members that were that would be very much um, offended by that. Right. And that they got a problem with that. Like they got to they got to make the money. I got to do. I, I got to be the man. And I'm like, shit. She balling. Look, we love each other. <laughs> right. What's her? Like we in California, it goes both ways. Well, like, that's why I asked because I feel like so. Do you do you feel like what you brought into the relationship you guys were to expand? You were able to expand on, and did you had to? It was it something that you can use to expand and grow you guys's merger, or if it was something that pulled y'all apart? That's why I asked in the beginning. I think it's something that we expanded on. So if I, so, you know, they talk about when you come together in a relationship, you don't build a house. You're supposed to create a home. Correct. And I, and I feel like in the first four years, we, we put a house together um, and it began to crumble. Yeah. And then when, after, once we figured it out, you know, lots of prayer, lots of coaching, lots of counseling, we ended up starting to build a home, but that home was like a, a two bedroom, one bath. And we started expanding on that home with these strengths to where, Okay, so now we're going to add on a room. Now it became a three-bedroom, two-bath. Then it became, you know, so what we feel, what I feel like now is that when it comes to love and our relationship, we have a mansion when it comes to our relationship. But it, it's it started, you know, with a two-bedroom, one-bath, 
shack, but that shack was a home that we started to build, but it was only off of, we, we basically tore down the house that we had built. That's what people home. don't get. That's why I ask, because I feel like people don't understand that sometimes you can come in with these really, really great qualities like you with the communication and the openness, which I liked you before from listening to your podcast. But having this conversation, it makes me respect you more because now that I kind of know more of the backstory and the fact that I can tell that you are very secure in your masculinity. I fucking love that like because I feel like a true man can be comfortable in his masculinity and he can still be the head of the household, but he also allows the woman what I call Nick, right? You give her enough leeway to do what she need to do so that she can make y'all stronger, mm-hmm. right? Because if your neck ain't strong, you got bad neck muscle. How you going to be strong? Because mm-hmm. your neck supports your spine. Right. That's why your woman got to have your back. That's why God made her to, re- to breathe breath into your body. Mm-hmm. Right. So we going to share this damn neck. But most men be like, I this me. This my part. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They feel like it interrupts their masculinity. No. And so what- therefore, it creates a house and not a home. Because you said a whole fucking word then. <laughs> You said a whole word. What do you feel like the difference? I feel like I know what the answer is. But since you brought it up, what do you feel like the difference between a house and a home was for you guys? You know, it's commitment and understanding. Commitment and understanding. So you can come into a house, you know, and you you can have sex and you can... You, you, you guys, you can put food on the table. You can do all these things. You can have a, sex a outside the house, man. Nah. Now nah, I'm just kidding. But, but a lot of people come. Look, well, y'all know me, love it. Y'all, up, love it. y'all don't listen to my podcast. Y'all know we're going to get there about the book. Yeah. So, but a lot of people come, you know, they grew up in a house where, you know, okay, I put food on the table. You know what? You, you know how I know? You know, here's how you know I love you. You got food on your back. Here's how you know I love you. You know, you got lights on. Yeah, I mean, but that's, but you're dang. not building a home. The home is like, Dad, I need you. Okay, you know what? Let's chop it up. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Not like go talk to your mother about that stuff, or you know, go you know, don't bother me with that stupid stuff. You know, I've been at work all day long. I mean, these things happen. And that's a house to me. A home is like, okay, you know what? I got a commitment to you. I brought you in this world, so I need to understand you. I want to help you survive and thrive in this world. I I asked you to take my name, so we need to have an understanding. But I mean, we didn't grow. We didn't grow. I won't say grow. We didn't start that way. We had to grow into it, but we had to fall down. We had to be basically, we almost walked through the door of divorce, but we got stuck because we walked through at the same time. So we never we, crossed that threshold. Like, you go, no. And when we, we couldn't get around. through, we had to, okay, well, shit, can't nobody leave. We might as well figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we did. I don't know, love it. I, you I see you telling Snoops looking at her like, I don't know what the fuck you going through. Well, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> oh, trust that conversation did take place, but she wasn't having it. Oh, I can see that. But if she love you, trust me, she on the outside, because you know I'm a strong woman too. On the outside, I'd be like, man, this, and I hate a lot of people like to use this word, but I use the word. That nigga got me fucked up. I don't know who he think he talked to. I'm sick of this shit. But on the inside, she like, oh shit. We gonna have no way to leave my husband. We gotta work this shit out. But then she get no. her shit together and be like, but I ain't finna keep fucking living like this. <laughs> Let me tell you how strong this girl was. So when we she asked for the divorce, and this is no lie. A matter of what was it a week later? Mm-mm. How long was it? It was a, a few, two mo- almost two months. When you got the, for the yeah, okay, that's for- right. So about two months later, she ended up getting laid off from her job the day before I was supposed to move out. I had a U-Haul, had a deposit on an apartment. The next day, so Friday, Saturday, I'm moving out. That's it. I'm, I've got everything set up. Friday, she ended up getting a pink slip from her job. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going to just sit here and leave you. To where you got nothing, we don't know what's going on, and I'm so you I were called just for an excuse that just worked out perfect. That was go. <laughs> Wait a but minute, like, where y'all go? God was like, like let me go ahead. God was like, let me go ahead and intervene here because they playing. That is God. exactly what I always tell everybody. It was really nothing but the Lord that for for things to work out that way. Because one thing that I had always said was. Um, 
we gonna let God's will be done, whatever his will is, whatever his will is. Now I'm hard headed. I was hard headed. I'll say still are in when I was having my conversations with the Lord on my way to work, I'm talking, I'm talking about all the things that I don't like, blah, 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 whatever stuff that's going on. He was telling me just be still, be still, but I'm like, I ain't finna be still. I'm, I'm going to do whatever. So I'm going to move my own self. Right. And he was just like, like you said, it was almost like he was like, all right. So since you want to be hard headed, now you're going to lose the job that you love because I loved my job. Now you're about to lose the job that you love. So took that from from me um, and I called Lovey and I was like, well, I just got laid off. And like he said, he was like, uh, no, OK, I'm not going to move, blah, 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 whatever. And I was like, uh, no, you can still move because I had already figured out what my unemployment was going to be. I can still cover the house, blah, 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 all this. And he was like, look, I'm not about to let my family be without because you being stubborn. And so I was like, all right, well, he's like, you keep, once you get a job, you can, then we'll have another conversation about how we're going to move from here. So I was like, okay. And I always say, I've never looked for a job so hard in my life because I was being stubborn. You know, um, I will, I just wanted to be out of the relationship, but within that month, um, of all the crying and, you know, peeling back the layers of the onion and stuff. I mean, I'm on the floor crying, 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 crying. Like what the heck just happened, you know? And dur during that time, we had to figure out how to, how to find our way back to each other. And at first it felt so generic, something that, you know, we were so in love and now I can't even hold a conversation with them because it felt like, fake and whatever yeah, but so we we was it ever so bad y'all didn't sleep in the same room together no we always slept in the same room. was it ever so i'm curious because people go no. through this no, was it ever so bad y'all didn't would y'all walk through the house and not talk to each other though not like even communicate there, there I sparse we, i'll say sparse communication like yeah we, we didn't talk a lot but, but we, it was one of those things where no i was like shit if, I, if i'm here i'm sleeping in my bed i don't do Sleeping on the couch. Was there ever a time where y'all just on the couch. didn't have sex? No, that that happened. You gonna look at me like that? No, no it happened. Not, not at not at the very very beginning, but yeah, that that happened where we didn't have sex. Because you know how I don't know if you've ever been so mad and so like Ugh. you got to the point where like you just watch you sitting across the table. I don't even like the way she chews. Look how her jaw just moving. Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah. no, I don't I, listen, I guess you know I'll be mad at that. And then I'd be like, ooh, but I'd be looking at his nose and be like, ooh, but the way that motherfucker rubbed on my clear last night. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that, that, I'm going to have to give him some tonight because I ain't going to give nobody else none. So he, Well, that huh. was during, you know, when we have our little spats in our marriage. I ain't never when, been that man. We would, I ain't lying. Like, we wouldn't even, we wouldn't even talk. I well, I was the I wouldn't talk to him because he was stubborn. Like he would, I was stubborn. I'm the stubborn one in the relationship, so I wouldn't be wanting to talk. And he'll be like, "Well, I'm gonna still tell you what I got to tell you." Ooh, ooh, ooh. But baby, I be want to have sex, and so I'm having sex, but I still ain't gonna talk to you. <laughs> just don't talk. You got the pillow over his face. Just, just no. I mean, I'm there. having sex like That's normal funny. because I'm comfortable. I love you, and we do what we do. But then afterwards, don't fucking talk to me like I'm still mad. Right. So that's just no, angry. But that was, I was going to say, angry. that was just, that would happen in our relationship when we were angry or we were mad at each other. <laughs> but not when I I was like, no, I'm I'm over. Once I said I'm done, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with everything. We're not, don't, we're not having sex. And I think he was done too, because he wasn't trying to initiate nothing at that time. It wasn't until we were able to work our way back to each other that we were able to actually introduce sex again, you know? So now, do you feel like you are more emotionally connected now? Because, you know, when you fresh in love, you just feel like you're so connected with the person. And the, I think, well, maybe the difference in y'all is y'all went through something that was really, really traumatic and emotional in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I still just wonder like, all these years later, do you feel like you're emotionally connected? Is it stronger? Is it about the same? Is it less? I think it's stronger. I think we're very emotionally connected. Um, 
maybe because I know him, he knows me. I mean, I can look at him and know, okay, something's up, even when he's not, or it, just the way he's sitting in his chair, his back could be facing me. And I walk in the office and I'm like, okay, what, what's going on? What's, right. you know, verbal communication. That, that link is, yeah, our link is very strong. Yeah, we're emotionally tethered. I mean, we are tethered together to where, because we got a united front with the kids, with the grandkids, with As family, it with, and it's As one of those it things be. where, yeah, it, it's definitely gotten stronger. And it's, and it's all, it's funny that we always talk about how it's funny. We talk about pre, you know, pre year four and after year four. Yeah. The, the incident. <laughs> after year four, it, it's just like, it's, it's everything we've always wanted, but we didn't realize we had to go through all that BS the first four years to get to exactly that ground level mm-hmm. of really growing what we wanted. Cause a lot of that was shedding, you know, th- these preconceived notions of what both of us thought a marriage was supposed to be a relationship. Was, Cause it was some bullshit that we both were dragging in from our past and we didn't right. completely let go of what, either what we saw or what we dealt with or what you and, thought it was supposed to be instead of catering it to one another. That's what I think. I tell people all the time, relationships are uniquely created based on communication and needs of the partner is, is no cookie cutter. Like you can have things that you see in a relationship or you can see other people in a relationship, healthy examples. But if that works for them, that does not mean that that's going to work for you. And I think that's the beauty in you guys being able to work through it because it's like, once you get that formula is really should just be like Legos. We just build in from here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that's I awesome. love that you said that. Which it's so funny. All throughout this this conversation, we've been we say a lot of the same thing, just a little different. Because we always talk about how there's every every marriage has a unique DNA. It's a living organism and it has to grow. And if it's right. not growing, it's dying. Right. And it's one thing. or the other. Same it's thing. one or the other. So that was the next thing because I we do be really on the same page because the next thing was I was going to feel I was going to ask you because I personally I hadn't been in a 26 year relationship (laughs) but in the 16 years I was in one I felt like we were continuously growing so do you feel like you guys are continuously growing like there's always room for growth or you feel like you've kind of maxed out and it's just going to be what it is I think Lovey definitely has some areas where he can grow. <laughs> she ain't lying. She ain't lying. No, I think that um, we are continuously growing, you know, because you're either growing or you're dying. There is nothing stays still unless it's fake. You know, I feel but that way. I feel that way, is- too. I feel like continuously because <laughs> with life, you're always going to face different challenges. There's always mm-hmm. going to be something new. There's always going to be something different. So you have to learn to mold that. Well, fold that into your mode so that it works. Right. And even some of the things that like there may have been a challenge that came up before. But I'm in, I could be in a different headspace now, or he's in a different headspace. So maybe we don't react to it the same way that we did before. There, there's that other opportunity. You know, I'm not the same person that I was 26 years ago, 21 years oh, ago. Absolutely not. Uh, you don't got the same skin on your body that you had two days ago. So, so how do you guys maintain though? That's because y'all just came from the DR, wasn't it? Where y'all just came from? Barbados. Somewhere tropical in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just told y'all business. But anyway, so what advice would you have people, um, have for people that feel like you cannot, that there's a stopping point with growth with your partner? Um, You have to change your mindset. That's the first thing you have to do is change your mindset. That saying that you can't teach a no dog new tricks, that that was just the saying. That's not a true statement. If you are willing and you're open to open to learn something new or being, you know, being receptive, you have to it first starts with the mindset. You can't have um, archaic thoughts and think that what happened 15, 10 years ago, it still applies right now, you know. Yeah, there's a book out there by Carol Dweck called Mindset. And what she talks about is a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. 
And you can't have that fixed mindset like, oh, that's just, it's never going to get better. That's a trap that some couples and individuals just fall into mm -hmm. because they feel as if that person's not growing with me. Now, here, here's the trick. Just because you're growing at different rates, remember, you're still two separate individuals. You got unique DNA yourself. You might be growing at different rates. And just because you're growing at one rate and your spouse isn't growing with you at the same rate, it doesn't mean that that person's not growing. They just not. Trust me, there's going to be times where that person is going to grow faster than you are in certain areas. There's always going to be something. You might be on this emotional kick where it's like, I'm growing emotionally. This other person might be on a financial thing like, hey, we need to grow financially. And you might not be aligned 100%, but you got to recognize that just because we're not keeping step all the way across the board doesn't mean that we're not growing. We just have to recognize and give credit for what is happening. So you, what I hear you saying, and I just want to make sure, Lovey, that I'm saying this correctly because I know a very particular listener has sent me an email about something. So this is going to be for him and his wife, um, this question. So you're saying that if we're growing and I feel like I'm, what if I feel like I'm moving like a train and you're moving like a turtle, that is still, we're still able to work that did, or I guess the thing is one is getting frustrated with the other one because they feel like they're moving like a train and the other one is moving like a turtle. So the question I would have is, <laughs> you, you, does it make sense? Still, it does. It does. But see, the turtle is still moving. It's just not moving fast enough for the train. The train feel like they leaving the turtle. Right. Have some compassion because well, slow down. that, that the two things need to take place. One, slow down. If you're trying to reach a certain destination, you can both get there, but you got to have compassion for each other. So if the other person is moving like a turtle, recognize that they are moving. They're not where they were before. They just might process things a little bit differently than what you, the way you process. You might be faster on whatever it may be, and I can process this and keep it moving. This other person may need to analyze, look at a few things, read 10,000 reviews before they actually move on. But you got to be willing to sit there. Okay, you know what? Let me slow down because sometimes you got to slow down to speed up. You got to slow down to get where you really want to go. Right. Because if you're moving too fast, you're going to miss up. And it doesn't mean it. that you're not meant to be with each other. But what it does mean is that you just got to get better at your communication skills and comprehension, understanding why the other person is moving at that pace and what's preventing them from moving faster. But you also have to ask yourself, why am I such a hurry to get there so much so that I'm willing to leave the other person behind? That, where are your priorities at? That, that was the thing I felt like too, like, or what are you willing to do to sacrifice? Because I felt like it's me, 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 and not us, 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 or we, 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 right. we. So I wanted to make sure, guys, I love it. I love it. I'm loving this conversation, but we don't have to end the conversation. <laughs> but I definitely, I want, I want to play this little game with y'all, right? Okay, let's go. First, before I do this, I want both of y'all to answer these questions at the exact same time. Okay. And CDC fam, y'all gonna know the difference because she sound like this and sweet and he sound like this. So <laughs> y'all gonna know. So let me know when you're ready. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. All right. I think our love is growing stronger. Are we supposed to say true or false or? Yes or this? no. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Um, are you still satisfied with the amount of time that we spend together? Yes. yes. Do I tell you I love you enough? Yes. yes. Do I show you I love you enough? Yes. yes. Are you my friend? Yes. yes. Best friend. Ah, clear it up. Do I give you enough sex? No. no. <laughs> Hold up a minute. So y'all satisfied with the time, but not with the sex. There's a difference between intimacy and sex. Hold on. That's what I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah. You only supposed to say yes or no. Right. We're going to talk about it in the end. <laughs> you didn't took my damn question. Am I intimate <laughs> enough for you? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you took my question <laughs> okay that was the thing do you recognize the difference in sexual intimacy and mental intimacy yes, yes. do you turn me on mentally yes. yes i'm always the initiator 
No. no. Neither one of y'all always the initiator? No. Okay. So that's a good thing, though. It's not just one. All right. It doesn't follow one, one person. Right. That's true. So the very last question is, do you feel like there are ways that we can build on our friendship as a couple? Yes. No, y'all didn't answer together. Oh, lucky. Yeah. I'm like, so I don't think so. I say no, because but I feel like that's a fixed mindset. She's my best. She's my best friend. I mean, there's like, I, I can't imagine how we could be better than what we are. All right, now, um, love it. You felt that way, you know, in four years, we and Snoops was like, through that yeah. big D out there. So we, we just don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those first four years was a black and white silent film. We living in I'm HD just, Max. Oh, I like that analogy. <laughs> I know that's right. Do you feel like, um, I just lost my damn question I had on my little thing. Oh, what do you feel like I honor you enough? Yes. Do you feel like what? I honor you enough. Definitely. Yes. That's a big one, guys. Congratulations. That's a big one. That's all the questions I have. But I do think that there is definitely a difference between sex and intimacy. And I'm having a whole show on it. So we're not going to talk about that. But <laughs> what? You want to come back and talk about it? Hey, we'll, hey, we're always open. Listen, let me tell you something about your husband, Snooks. And I know if I just recognize this, you can look at his face and be like, oh, he got something to him say. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed you guys. I enjoyed the conversation. Again, one of the reasons I basically wanted to have you guys on is because I love your relationship and I love that you guys talk to other couples and I I y'all really did solidify me I thank God that most of the people that I talk to that are experts in their field even though I'm not an expert air quotes I'm sorry y'all can't see that CDC fam um y'all solidified it I really know what the fuck I'm talking about out here in these streets <laughs> Hey, she's legit. She's in profit out in them streets. So y'all better listen. I love it. So guys, is there anything, of course, I do want you to, again, tell them in the end. And I, when, when I post this, I'm going to tag all y'all stuff, but is there anything that you guys would like to leave the CDC fan with as far as, um, marriage advice? If somebody say, give me an elevator pitch on marriage advice and I'm gonna let lovey and snooks give me what their elevator pitch is. She's That's probably gonna all- say I, I stole hers, but oh wait, one of- other question. This is just me because I'm curious. Yeah. Who's the freakiest in the bedroom or do y'all match each other? Oh me. Lovey. Oh he said me. <laughs> I was talking you just roll with it though snooks. You look like you an undercover freak. You look like you, see, what it is, is Lovey, I already know that he just going to have to bring it out of you and you going to be with the shit. Look, see, his face looking like he ain't even damn pressed right now because he already know what's up. And that smile on your face, Snooks told me. <laughs> yeah, he be bringing that motherfucking freak out of me. <laughs> I love it. What y'all want to leave the CDC fam with? Give me your elevator pitch on marriage. Whether you're in a relationship or you're married, which is a relationship, but whether you're married or not, if you are committed to somebody, just make sure it's crazy. Live a crazy life. That means being compassionate, real, accountable, zealous, and yielding with each other. And mine is stay open. Don't have the fixed mindset of, oh, uh, this is just how it is, or do we just go? No, stay open. Be willing to learn more about your partner and even about yourself. Because you might find that there are things about you you like you didn't even know about. Mm. That's a word. I don't mean the freaky like stuff. Like freak- I'm scared. That's what I said. <laughs> I don't mean the freakiness. No, preach, honey, because I'm about to holler, amen. <laughs> and let, I'm like, I'm waiting on the, and let the church say. Like, we live. Like, I'm waiting on somebody to say. Guys, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. Yes. 
Thank, thank you. you. For gracing. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you guys for gracing the platform. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to tell y'all now, they're going to be friends to the show because I already love their relationship. So when I be needing the couples to come on here, I'm going to be like, lovey, snoops. <laughs> I'm going to be getting on their nerves. But anyway, so guys, we're going to end this conversation. CDC fam, if y'all have any questions, give them, give them your links. Give them your website. So everything that we are in social media is at Married Into Crazy. So our website is MarriedIntoCrazy.com and everything we do from coaching to marriage audit to our video training series, everything is located there. Um, we are certified life coaches um, I was certified. If, you, if you've ever heard of Dr. Eric Thomas, E.T., the hip hop mm -hmm. preacher, yep. um, I'm one of E.T.'s coaches. So E.T. and I, um, he trained me directly and one of his coaches trained Snooks. Um, we do a lot of work and, and we we love our calling is to work with couples. So check us out at MarriedIntoCrazy.com. But he gonna work with, they, they work with crazy individuals like me too. Oh, oh amen. Amen. <laughs> Cause yeah, I'm it, just saying, if you out there and you feel like you need a little help, a little push to help you grow and you trying to figure out what's going on and you thought you had a husband and then oops, something happened and you realized it was you. <laughs> That's all of us. Done. That's Kyle Snoops and love it. Cause they going to get your ass crazy in love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I really, really appreciate you. CDC fam. I hope you have enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. Cause y'all know, I truly, truly enjoyed the conversation. And with that being said, till next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Closed Door Conversations podcast, a place where no topic is off limits, no filters will be applied, and no judgment will be allowed. Yes, this is the end of the show, but it's definitely not the end of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. To get even more involved and more exclusive content, join our Patreon community. The conversation continues. Till next time.